This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions, but now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do this show. Joining me today, he's my co-host on this podcast, so he's here all the goddamn time. Most of the time, actually. Pretty much every episode. That's why I'm running out of nice things to say about him. Maybe I'll start saying shitty things about him in this intro someday. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, Brett Raider. Also joining me, he is my former co-worker at Cracked.com and the host of the Small Beans podcast. Or I guess he runs the Small Beans Network. No problem, we'll destroy each other someday. But until then, we're really happy to have him here. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Swain. It's going to be a great show. Oh my God. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. How's everyone doing? Me good. Me hate things you love. Unpopularity ensues. What? Am I allowed to talk yet? No. Oh, no. okay. You Actually, look, not at all. You looked directly at me and said, how are we doing? <laughs> and I assumed it was the royal we. That's Michael Swaim, everybody. Right, do your thing. Oh, it is. Hi. You'll note that we don't sound anything alike. That was a a rumor or uh-huh. not. I guess it's not a rumor. It was just a feeling people had when I first in the early days of this podcast, people said I sounded like you. People constantly confuse your voice, my voice and Abe Epperson's voice. Oh, yeah, like, I could see that. People write us comments all the time like give Abe more time to talk about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, that's something Michael talked about. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, that actually happens to David Christopher Bell on his podcast he does with Tom Ryman now. Mm-hmm. People will still I think people leave just, comments about Abe. Oh, I think people Abe's are just though. voice blind. I, all those people, I, I know I've worked with all those people. All right, David Bell, we don't need <laughs> All right, so the thing about Cole Meany is... Uh, and inside Judd. Baseball. Brett's back. That was not a joke. Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Brett wasn't... Well, depending, we on, depending on when these go up, Brett either wasn't here last week or was. I took a week off or an hour off <laughs> because I couldn't make it to a taping. Yeah, yeah. So we That's recorded. also inside baseball. Yeah, Let's no. Move on is, to something else. This is good shit so far. Yeah. So, Swain, mm-hmm. how's it going? You good. have a, a podcast network of your own. You have a Patreon. Yep. Tell people about that. I am Kyle. <laughs> Oh, I can't even hear it. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. Let's get the intro smash. I spent all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. Is it not working? No, you'll hear it. You'll hear it after this. You can go. God damn it. I'm so excited to find out to what it alludes. 
If you listen really hard, you'll hear it. I hear the faint shrieking of like some demons in a mind shaft. That's me shredding the guitar. Nice. On my... And am I not supposed to talk over this? You're right. <laughs> you'll hear it. <laughs> also, more inside baseball. Adam and I did some rewiring of the studio just before we taped this, plugging things into new things. And the <laughs> yeah, sound effects we were plugged in in such a way that he wouldn't hear them on his headphones, but you, the audience, hear it. And now he will hear it on his oh, headphones. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> Is that it? We heard it that at full volume. It sounded like there was a pterodactyl in <laughs> yeah. my head. All right, I'll turn it down. I'll, I'll turn it down Please. for you. And even more inside baseball. I think is like a wad of rubber bands. Isn't that what's inside a baseball? I think so. I think it is just a rubber band ball. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) this is also my, I always cut people off when I ask them important shit and then I just let them finish after I do that Mm -hmm, bit. mm -hmm. So tell people about your Patreon. It's doing really fucking well. Congrats on that. It's doing fine. We, uh, Abe and I, my primary collaborator are, uh, of course, as we have our whole careers following in your every footstep. Absolutely. So after Cracked imploded in a fireball on the freeway. Yeah, I'm happy. People have been asking what happened to Cracked, and I'm glad someone finally said it. There's your answer, everybody. Yeah, Quit it asking. exploded. It was a murder, 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 <laughs> suicide pact. <laughs> The suicide was Cody, I guess. Getting, <laughs> getting back to what you said earlier, I remember even when you, Abe, and I went to school together and did mm-hmm. those aren't muskets, we were copying Adam. That's true. Yeah. Right. That was, we. Your had, sketch troupe that we had never heard of. Those are right. muskets. Those are muskets. <laughs> yeah. 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 So our new thing's called Small Beans, where we're car- picking up the cracked torch and adding in some of our own uh, shit that we always wanted to do that didn't fit the cracked voice and basically taking all the skills and, uh, doing everything we can with that to sort of rebuild the community as much as possible from the crack diaspora. So right now, yeah, we started with primarily podcasting on the small beans feed with a ton of different podcast shows, but very soon we're releasing our first video series. And oh, nice. in two weeks we have a writer's, our first writer's meeting for a show that's tentatively titled Off Hours, featuring some people you might recognize. I don't get the reference. Sitting around discussing pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So we're going to capitalize on that <laughs> hard. You might um, as well. We might as well. Cause I had a chat with Dan about it. I was like, are you going to revive that anywhere? It's your baby. Would it bother you? And he's like, no, use it in good health. And obviously the fans want more of it. So is Dan going to be a part of that soon? Dan is going through a period of like reinventing himself and deciding what is next. Yeah. He's going to strike out in a different direction. He loves doing podcasts and will guest on anything in a second. Oh yes. He but will. every time we've approached him about like, and what do you want to do next? And is there any way for us to be involved or what are you doing? And he's like, I'm not ready to say yet. Nothing. I'm still, yeah. he's deciding if he even wants to be in entertainment. Wow. He talked to me about I hope maybe he moving s- into politics and I'm like, yeah, it's the kind of thing you toss around for a few <laughs> days and then discard. Dan's depressed. He'll be back to Dan's entertainment <laughs> soon. <laughs> But yeah, that's great. Yeah, he it, should start his own thing. We everyone has a big enough following that there's room for everybody, baby. Out. Yeah, Cody's launched a Patreon just for some yeah. news, and that's working out. Support oh, yeah. us all. Give us all money. I'd be foolish please. if I didn't say, yeah, we're patreon.com slash small beans. I might say his, his podcasts are quite good. I've listened to almost all of them. Thank you, sir. Since uh, since they started. They edit, are. Sim- edit that out, Brett. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, they are simple rebroadcasts of old, unpopular opinion episodes, but so yeah, far no yeah. one's noticed because <laughs> no. we sound alike. Because we sound exactly <laughs> alike, yeah. DJ, drop that beat. 
That's my swame <laughs> from when you had the comedy show at Westside Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, yeah, we're talking about New California today. That's switching gears. We're getting political. Yeah. You, that sort of stripped the gears. That yeah. was no segue. That, there was no segue at all. I appreciate a podcast host who doesn't segue at all. Fuck a segue. It's, 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 Every podcast, the host tries so hard. Like, speaking of blah, 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 who cares? Just move on to the next topic. Either that, Boom. Either that or I would say, okay, we're going to take a break. And then you'd hear something about Casper mattresses. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come back and go, so our topic today is New <laughs> yeah. California. Why fuck around? Exactly. Let's just get Dive to it. Dive into it. This is actually a thing we've talked about. Were you going to say something, Brent? No, I was going to transition to talk about Survey Monkey. <laughs> what is Survey Monkey? It's the new sponsor of the site, SurveyMonkey.com. <laughs> That's a real website. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't listen to enough podcasts to get these references. No, the I don't subsidiary know they... of Inside Baseball. <laughs> new California. It's a topic we've kind of talked about a couple times on this podcast, which is the overall topic of... California either seceding from the union or California breaking into several different states. And it's a movement that sprung up at various times. Previously, a guy named Louis Marinelli was running it, and he was clearly a Russian operative, like to the <laughs> yeah. point that he finally, when the movement died, he just moved to Russia. But now it's back as new California. Refreshing. Yeah, I was going to say, it bodes well if you're like doing the new Coke attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just sure. like new Coke. It's going to go <laughs> equally well. Have you guys talked about the Tim Draper one, the guy who wanted to do the six different states? But prim- he was like a Silicon Valley guy. And it no. Was- well, that, that was one that gained some steam and then failed to get on the ballot, ultimately. What's funny is everyone who wants to do this has such a transparent agenda. Right. And with Tim Draper was a guy who got some steam in 2014 that was just like, can't all the tech bros who fucking are like <laughs> killing it and making us in the future, can't that be separate and not like they literally wanted to just make a state called the state of Silicon Valley. Where the tech billionaires nope. could officially be like, no one else is allowed here. Yeah. That, and now they're going to turn Puerto Rico into that. I hear. Yeah. That's the next plan. Yeah. yeah. That, that does. That, that is crazy. What they yeah. they seem to be planning in Puerto Rico, like a big cryptocurrency fucking kingdom. Yeah. Cause they're like, Hey, this place is devastated. We might as right. well put condos here now. And new California, they had a, a press conference, I guess it was sparsely attended. To say the least. Yeah. The clip you sent is so funny because it talks about like the news takes this seriously. Like it's a movement. They use the word movement several times. Yeah. And then it just cuts to a shot of like eight disoriented 90 year olds (laughs) milling around. (laughs) They're like at an Elks club. Yeah. Yeah. Let's watch a little bit of this local news segment. After this message from Squarespace, Squarespace. Create the free, sovereign, and independent state of New California. Should California be broken up into separate states? No, it's a no, question that's been really. discussed and debated many times before. And today, the latest group who feels that it should took the first so this step is to make from their vision of California Sacramento local television. Mark Thompson was in Marysville. Where the group all the important shit in California happens. Now with more on this. Sacramento. Yeah, good evening. And the group is proposing to form what they hope will be the state of New California. 
basically separating rural counties from existing urban areas. That word was rural. Whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to seek a constitutional remedy. He reads it like a seventh grade reading level. Reading like, yeah. The yeah. Declaration His eyes are locked on the paper. The this New appears California. to be a shot from Better Call Saul when he's in a retirement home <laughs> reading bingo, but there's just four people. Clear, they don't want to leave the United States. They want to expand it, becoming state number 51. But the question is... We don't need is, that. What is your problem well, with the current Puerto Rico should get that first. Well, it, it's been ungovernable for a long time. High taxes. Uh, education, you name it. It's, it we're, we're rated really, I think, about 48th or 50th. Just names in the, topic. He just names out climate, words. Climate it's been bad, you know, economy, <laughs> buses, bummed. Incorporating most of the state's rural counties and most of the state's you cannot say that word was a rural. <laughs> urban coastal counties to the current state of California. There's something wrong when you have a rural county such as this. He can't say it either. No. Orange County, which is mostly urban, and it's got the same set of problems. There's something that's causing that same set of problems, and it happens to be how the state is being governed and taxed. But unlike oh, the separation okay. movements All right. the past, the state of New California. Rural. Rural. Education. Rural. Agriculture. Judicial. You should know the agri agriculture is yeah. very California. Rural. Yeah. What's crazy about this, it, I mean, it, it's basically a split between, between urban and to visualize Rural. for the listeners who didn't see the, the the maps and the video that we just watched, California is basically how New California is proposing it. What would remain California is about Orange County, just south of Los Angeles, through about San Francisco, only about twenty five to fifty miles from right, the coast, from like the a coast. vertical strip. So it'd be, but a then very, at the top, it like stretches out to snatch, like just to catch Sacramento, the a Bay little Area, bit. Yeah, Sacram Sacramento, yeah. yeah, just so Lady Bird ha makes sense in the future, <laughs> but. The rest of the vast majority of the area of California would be New California. It's basically all the deserts and where nobody lives. But the lives. population is roughly balanced. It's it's reflective of exactly what's going on, you know, in the whole culture. Definitely. It's urban versus rural my, mental right. spaces. That's what's battling on the social stage right now. And it's just funny that there's a splinter group that thinks the solution is like segregation. Like it's just a different. They're like they're right. different than us. How can we divide us? How can we separate these? groups physically and it it seems like that area hasn't yet correlated the importance of immigrant labor and what they do for a living sure somehow we've heard all of these stories after trump was elected of people up in arms like up in northern california who their work staff is being deported yeah and they're like what the fuck man i didn't think trump was gonna deport my workers right and but i was at the rally shouting deport all workers <laughs> right like, i didn't <laughs> see how it affected me <laughs> and now i feel like this is just in they're just taking that a step further and they're like, all right, let's just set up our own sanctuary in California for white people right. where we also need a bunch of fucking farm workers yeah. to not starve to death. I don't know. The, is that true? I don't know the reality of that. Like our numbers declining as far as because I know automated farming is like most farms are now yeah. owned by one of three giant farm franchises. Right. Right. I wonder if. Yeah. A lot of it's it might, increasing or decreasing how many people we need to work the farms. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's going to have to, if this is the direction they're 
going. Well, you're but you're acting like they have any snowball's chance in hell of this agenda <laughs> occurring, which it will not. Well, that that's so a, they kind of have the luxury of getting to say the outrageous shit they want to say, knowing right. that nothing will come of it, con- no consequences. Yeah, I I can't see this movement working, but. I do think California seceding from the United States is a thing that could conceivably happen. Well, it's, it's what the sixth largest economy in the world is what everyone always says. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's all of that stuff, too. But it's also like those have been the arguments that people have always used. But there's a whole different element now. I feel like immigration and healthcare bring a different element to it where if the Trump administration and their policies become, you know, a nationwide thing, especially mm-hmm. deep mass deportation and pre-existing conditions on health care. If California sets itself up as this state that's like, hey, bring your immigrants here. You won't get deported. Uh, we have no pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. We can afford to do it at that point. The movement to just go, all right, let's just be our own fucking place. Because you're ahead of the curve on enough issues that you don't want to fuck with waiting for all the other states to catch up. Is that what you're getting at? Right. And and eventually, if it does become a thing where California is a sanctuary state, we're going to be taking in people from states, but still sending a lot of tax dollars out to those states Mm -hmm. and not necessarily getting that in return. And I feel like it could create an atmosphere in California, even on the left, especially on the left. All the Silicon Valley bros we were making right. fun of earlier, like, well, you know what? If California and Oregon and Washington, the three states with probably the you know most tech bros in it, if, yeah. especially if you lump in Washington state, wait, we're making all this money here. We have a lot of agriculture on just in our three states as well. Like why, what's keeping us connected to the rest of the country? Right. If we all have these progressive views, obviously right. they were just devil's like advocate. Con- oh yeah. The constitution or like our belief in the beauty of the union or whatever. Right. Like that, it, isn't there something un-American oh. or dishonorable about wanting There's to succeed? There's something un-American and dishonorable oh. about supporting a president who's probably beholden to Russia, but uh, yeah, Republicans absolutely. are doing that. And all yeah. this is, is purely just speculation. I, there's, I have the quote from the constitution of, of what it says about creating new states and how all this is really ridiculous. There's like no, there is no function in the government to create new states out of existence. Why states. would there be, why would you craft a machine? And one of the clauses is also at any time, anyone <laughs> can mm-hmm. split off and make their own to compete with us. Right. No, the thing wants exactly. to perpetuate itself. It says no, it says in the constitution, no new state shall be formed or erected within the jurisdiction of any other state, nor any state be formed by the junction of two or more states, which parts is of a, states without the consent of the legislatures of those states. Okay. Well, they need consent. Right. So they need be done with consent. consent, but it is funny that it's literally exactly what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Form a new state within the borders of an existing state. Right. But in the case of California seceding, they could, the, they, they could, and they would just, it. Yeah. they would just have to get enough states to sign on. And when you think of how partisan things are right now, there probably is a big section of this country, if you're a politician, where the idea of setting up California as a place where people who hate Trump because their family got deported or hate Trump because they lost their health care, instead of staying in your state and voting, they go to California. Right. When you're going to be on board with that. And 
if you can take that a step further and they go, fine, we want to be our own country, you're probably going to go, all right. But doesn't the federal government want those tax dollars so badly tied into the main system that in the same way that when the South seceded, we're like, oh, no, you're not. Here come the guns. Like, don't you yeah, think I it mean, would it, literally be military action, probably? It depends on how vehemently the other states would oppose it. Right. And I guess I don't know enough about economics to say, because obviously, if you're seceding, you can still have a strong economic relationship as a separate entity. Right. But I do kind of feel like Washington and New York would be like, oh, fuck, no, you're not. National Guard is coming to stop yeah. you from seceding. Yeah. Yeah. It would be it would be interesting. But it's a thing I could see taking hold and at least getting a little further than it has. recently. Why do you Isn't think that- it is that the other bastion of wealth, New York City, has never does not have this history? Because it actually is like 50 times different groups have tried to get California to be its own state. What's different about New York that it doesn't? Is it just the lack of self-sufficiency because they don't have farmland? Pro- well, there's a lot of farmland in upstate New York. New York. Sure. Yeah. But I wonder why they you know, never grumble. Are you about asking seceding? why New York, the city hasn't seceded? I looked from into it New and they York don't, or, or New York state, New York state, state. New yeah. York state has no history of attempting to secede. <laughs> yeah. Like California does. Yeah. That's I would, interesting. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't imagine New York would, but New York state would, but I imagine New York city would in the same way that all these Silicon Valley bros would be like, well, like, all we the wealth is you. here. This yeah. is, we're just going to create this own little state of just these little islands over here. Yeah. Where New York is. So yeah, I don't know. Have you ever read Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson? I have not. It's great. It had just one of the main tropes is the entire world, presumably, or at least America, has been split and split and split until each tracked housing development is its own thing called a burb clave that has a different constitution and set of laws that you have to learn as you enter it. Jesus. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'd kind of be all right with that. Like, like if every guest had every to house, a constitution to record. It's basically every homeowners association gains legitimacy as a government <laughs> with a military and cops and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> You know, seceding, California seceding, like you said, that's not an old idea. It's there's a long history of it of it. And that is a good question. I wonder why it's not not to jump ahead so much. much the only other York. one I know about is Texas. Yeah, Texas. And that's just time. part of their attitude. Well, <laughs> Alaska. talk about like, we'll fucking fuck off. We don't need you. Alaska, <laughs> yeah. too. Alaska. Well, it's a really common thing. Like uh, oh, yeah. Sarah Palin's husband was uh, part of a secessionist group. Interesting. Like, I feel like any time a. Democratic president is elected or the only two, the last two elections I remember were Barack Obama. I felt like in 08 and 12, you know, on November 7th or whatever, I felt like there were lots of Texas is thinking about seceding. And, you know, there, I feel like it just switches like all the Demo- yeah. all the, the left leaning bluer states when a Republican's president, they're like, oh, is California going to succeed? Is Oregon going to succeed? It's the analog of how many Californians yeah. are like, I'm moving to Canada if this shit happens. And then oh, they, sh- of course, sure, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing that's interesting about it, though, is and I don't know if this element has always been present, but the Russian influence in all of these movements and the transparency of it, like what my what blows my mind about the moment in history we live in is it's I thought it was going to be like some crafty conspiracy spy thing that brought down the government. But it's like every single thing that's happening is in plain view and really yeah. transparent and yeah. clumsily done and just no one can stop it. You There's just too much. It. Yeah. There's yeah. too many things. They just get to just have a bunch of bots and stuff influencing on yeah. social media. 
Patriot at Patriot Eagle Dostoevsky <laughs> is just like triggered libs. Yeah. We should we should all we should welcome Vladimir Putin's reign over America. Yeah. And I do think all the people who believe in like, oh, we need a return to normalcy like Mueller or what have you. They're going through the like slow, steady process they've always gone through because that's important to them that like the government right. runs like an adult organization. So they're like, OK, we're six weeks in and we've discovered this much. And they're like, motherfucker. He's done like nine more things since then. <laughs> you will never catch up. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, like I said, the the last California secession movement was. <gasps> we should call it the Cali fate. <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, but that was pretty good. That, that was pretty good. The last one, Louis Marinelli, that guy was very deeply tied to Russia. And when these movements start, the same thing with New California, the first place to pick up on them is always Russian media. Like those are the places that really start pushing this as a why was that one idea. of their missions like what does red mother russia gain from is it just generally well, like split your enemy into small pieces well yeah, so, yeah they actually have there we did an episode one of our podcasts is called what in the world and mm -hmm. it's about international news and politics and history and there's a general guiding principle that kind of looms over everything Russia does called Eurasianism. Mm -hmm. And one of the key aspects of Eurasianism is influencing Western governments and trying to create divisions. And exactly like you said, making their enemies not net like, so they don't even have to go to war. They're just Without so risking divided resources. Yeah. Right. And that plays into them working to promote these secessionist movements all around the world. They're mm -hmm. like, if I'm you look at Brexit, you can be traced back to Russians. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to separate or the like UK even if from it Europe. Forms organically, they're always going to get their people in there being like, yeah, yeah. What right. he said <laughs> times 1000. We are all identical robots <laughs> who don't actually exist. Yeah. And it seems to be a thing they're doing really well lately. Like there's this creeping sense of rural versus urban or liberal versus conservative. There's always, but those this, are interchangeable. I think they're point. both. Yeah. Kinda. I think that is a natural extension of the patterns that our system engenders, but there's like Russia's on board, helping it, throwing gas on the right. fire. Well, like, Russia yeah. knows it. Russia has and identified exploit for this. Decade. Right. Yeah. And, and there's, and they're right. If you go back and look through history, like a lot of, you can see it coming like movements like Trump or what's happening in, in Europe with all of these different authoritarian governments like in Hungary and Poland that are springing up, they're always a reaction to a long stretch of liberalism Yeah, where there's this undercurrent of the country that either feels like their religious values are being ignored or they feel like the government is catering to the cities and not the towns, mm -hmm. so to speak. And every time at the end of that, like I keep telling people Canada's Trump is coming in eight years. They're just always eight years behind us. Crump. And looking forward to him. They just elected their Obama. Trudeau is their Obama and their Trump is coming mm -hmm. in eight years. 
And it all it's a pattern you can identify throughout history. And it seems like Russia has just really mastered manipulating that trend. I would love to see a Canadian Trump because I'm trying to imagine someone as polite as a Canadian. It's <laughs> still doing like the things he did. Like, oh, yeah, I go right up to him and I touch their lady bits against yeah. their consent. You know? I apologize. I apologize. But but, I, uh, I didn't really mean it. Send her, a, send her a nice bottle of maple syrup. Then I paid her some hush money. <laughs> I'm a real SOB. You know? <laughs> yeah, that part I want to see. For yes, sure. exactly. It's, it's also, I think, an interesting time because the internet of things has reached the level of sophisticatedness required, like level of complexity required that actual cyber warfare and cyber crime now can actually fuck you up. And oh, yeah. in terms of like the space race of having the best cyber soldiers and best cyber defenses rushes way ahead of us. Oh yeah. Especially, and it's getting doubly worse because our current president has a vested interest in not examining that at all. So we're double fucked. That's really a sticky spot. Doing (laughs) very little to stop it. Yes. It's like at this point, I, I have counting on Facebook to be altruistic to stop this. And that shit is not going to happen. Just going to say, I have, well, no, like, kind of a different thing, but I have a, a column on Vandal Press by the time this goes up, where it's basically me advocating for the government just stepping in and shutting Facebook down. To me, that right now would be one of the most revolutionary things right. we could do is if we took to the streets and we're like, fucking shut Facebook <laughs> down. It's controlling our emotion. Like it and YouTube too. I was listening to um it might be out a, f- a few weeks by the time this comes out, but on the Bill Simmons podcast a few weeks ago, he, they had this writer on from Buzzfeed who was talking about how quickly on the YouTube algorithm you can type in a pretty basic phrase. You can just type in Hillary Clinton or you can just type in food or whatever. And if you just let the autoplay go, just recommending videos within three videos, you've got a new story of like Hillary Clinton's speech from the Democratic primary to like, is she an alien? Probably. I saw her stabbing. So if, you know, your grandma or a child is on YouTube, like these people have taken over YouTube and all these other venues and platforms already. Yeah. To hack with the algorithm. So like, it's not just Facebook. There's all yeah. every platform. You're like within three clicks, you're, you're like, Oh wow. Well, yeah, there's something up with that uranium one. It's, I feel like it's been a long time since Facebook was of any benefit to anyone. It's as much as we cry about net neutrality. Does it exist on Facebook? Because it, Facebook is a place where absolutely the people with the most money get the most traffic. And well, the most, you literally buy traffic. There's a whole system in place right. for that. Yeah. It, but it's also like the main hub for internet traffic well, and information. So in the traditional understanding, I think it's just and fair and it is the way the American system works. It's a private company. So yes, they can do that in the way that like when people will post... I just hate this argument people always use that's like, well, YouTube deleted my hateful race baiting comment. Right. Doesn't that make them racist against white people? It's like, no, it makes it their goddamn site where they can literally do whatever right. the fuck they want. So that would normally be my Yeah, or they cry about their First Amendment rights. So it's like, well, no, you're in you're on a private platform. That's the thing is you don't have First Amendment rights on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but 
you're absolutely right that what throws a monkey wrench in that logic is, but Facebook is now like the public square. It's right. where everyone talks. Should that be a privatized industry? And or- the beyond just being the public square, it's documented. They've released the findings of the tests they've run on mm-hmm. people themselves. It's not conspiracy theory. They manipulate people's emotions in an effort to keep them on the site longer. Like if Facebook thinks you stay on Facebook longer because you're sad, they will keep you on Facebook right. by showing, showing you, you shit things. that makes you sad. They admitted that there was an algorithm that would determine your character, like your emotional profile. Right. So if you're the type of person who can't break away from an argument and you have to keep going back and checking, what did that asshole say? They'll feed you shit. You disagree with right like over time. The computer is literally just like, a drug dealer that's like, what's what do you need, man? I know I know what you need. Okay, I got yeah. that. And we can't have that. That's not I, okay. I figured that out a long time ago, and I swear to God, my Facebook feed is mostly dog videos and those recipe memes. And mm. that's about occasionally the the odd music recommendation from someone I don't know, which I click on those a lot too, because I find good bands that way. But other than that, like I I picked up on what Facebook was doing and I I like don't fucking engage with it. But mine's just cock rings, cock rings, cock rings. I don't know what it is. Ads, discussions, forums, fan pages. But for me, the, the, it's a private company argument ends when that private company starts impacting the public's safety and health and well-being like big tobacco. Like we like guns, man. Or yeah. Guns. Your product is co-opted. Cars. By dangerous, mentally ill people to the point where society at large is suffering a bunch of casualties. Sorry that guns are fun, but we have to do something right. about that. And so we're calling <laughs> for guns to be regulated. Right. Russia is using Facebook to interfere in our elections and Facebook's like, we'll take care of it. It's fine. Don't worry. Maybe I will run for president. Yeah. And Mr. That's, Facebook. And see, that scares me, too, that's because, game. Yeah. because we have set a precedent where someone can take office and be like, yeah, I'll separate from my business. Don't worry about it. Right. And we're like, okay, I guess that's fine. And Trump owns hotels and buildings. So we're like, whatever, that is unethical, but it doesn't impact me. When the next guy is the dude who has a stockpile of data on most of the world right. and is like, yeah, I won't look at it while I'm president. Don't you worry. I won't use it against any of my political opponents. Yeah. Even in a tight spot. I promise I won't cave. Yeah. That's scary to me. And Very it feels scary. like something we should just eh, nip in fuck the bud. It. Like most of my high school friends are murder Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> but it's funny that while it's still all- legal to mention murdering him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Despite all of this, like imagine if Mark Zuckerberg were like, Chris Pine just like had the 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 charm and charisma of Chris Pine. I wouldn't be like, who says he doesn't? Many people, a charming um, mother. Like that's the thing. He's like really kind of just unattractive. You don't like when he yeah, looks know, or talks. And they made a whole movie about what an asshole he is right. to his friends. And just imagine it would be so much worse. This oh man, is Zuckerberg going to run? Because I kind of believe that even if he does run, like he wouldn't win because he's just he's not a very likable person, right? right. But he's like last year, he made a bunch of like what looked like stops around 
oh, states yeah. in the U.S. that were the things people do when they're considering a run for president. Yeah, every morning he was posting like, I had I had a breakfast in this yeah. diner in Oklahoma, and I listened to the local workers talking about their jobs. It was really interesting. And yeah. Just, it's like, oh, you're, you're going around kissing babies right now. Yeah. And uh, did you hear what they floated as the possible solution? Like, because they don't want to spend any more resources on this, but they're like, every- <laughs> fuck you. I know, but they're like, everyone knows now, right? We have to look like we're doing something. Right. So the first idea they floated was, why can't it just be like Rotten Tomatoes? Everyone can vote, not just thumbs up or thumbs down, but do you find this news credible or not? So their solution would be to make reality like we vote on what is real. You know what I mean? Like, because it has no correlation. It's just how popular is this version of truth? That is the worst possible solution. Exactly. I mean, that's the reason we have governments is so when people vote, let's just murder all the gay people or whatever. A government can step in and they'll have a judicial branch that it's like, actually, this is unconstitutional. Because just it's- murder some of the gay people. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's why you have governments is so it's so large groups of people don't hack democracy and just say, we're just going to do something that's really, really bad or really, really evil. And even if we're talking about making businesses pay for traffic, the private company argument kind of holds up, but also think about radio stations. At one point there was a practice of going to radio stations and saying, here's $500 play this song that my record label just put out. And the government stepped in and was like, that's not fair. That makes it unfair for other people trying to release music who don't have that kind of money. And we made a law against it. We could do that with Facebook. Yeah, we could we could put a law in place that says, hey, if someone has 12 million fans and they post something, you fucking show it to all 12 million of and, them. And we have a federal broadcast commission. Right. Don't the radio stations and a lot of the TV or the main four TV stations, they pay for a license to use these broadcast waves, to use these mechanisms to reach people. And they have to show certain political coverage. They have to show certain yeah. news, news coverage. And so but and like I, every system, it's been pretty thoroughly gamed. Yeah, exactly. uh, The Simpsons did a great bit that is true about how. How can the same organization that is Fox News, it's no longer true because they've split, but make this channel Fox where all the shows are, we're like pushing the envelope of, you know, moral values or family values. And they were like, oh, don't you know, everyone in entertainment knows Fox shows intentionally rack up big fines from the FCC, which they've worked out a way to funnel directly through the government back into Fox News. Oh, yeah. They they gain no penalty by paying the fine. They just move it to the other channel. And I think they did finally close that loophole. They did. Let's people do that. But my point is just like, yeah, but for years. Every system is you're in a race against the people who want to game that system. Right. It's fucking hard, man. And the problem with the Internet, there's two problems. We clearly need a governing body like we have with television and radio that sets some standards for what people can and can't do on the Internet. Mm -hmm. But also Trump is our president right now. So. You have to balance, like, did you hear Trump uh, not too long ago mentioned the, this 5G network and how we need a national 5G yeah. network? And people were like, oh my God, I don't want the Trump administration building their own 5G network. Mm-hmm. But Obama suggested the same thing. And we were like, yeah, all right. That sounds fine. I would love fast, free internet all around the country. I would argue that since that time, more people are more aware that, like, you know, just having a giant 
bandwidth thing hooked to your life at all times. Ha- it goes both ways. That oh, yeah. Together. I, don't, I think in the Obama era, fewer people were even aware that right. data mining is a thing. Yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, because this was 2010. Mm-hmm. So it was it was def- it definitely predated that. But it the thing is, we need that. We need significant money invested in our telecommunications infrastructure to keep up with countries like Korea. I can't think of what country it is. It starts with an E. It's somewhere in Europe and they're just dominating us. Yeah, I think it might be Estonia that has like these crazy internet speeds. Mm. And I'm like, they should be beating us in like places you can hunt tourists for sports. (laughs) They should not be beating us in downloads. I think Estonia is also like the size of this room, though. So they just need one tower. Yeah, 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 that's true situation. But it's a conundrum with someone like Trump in office. You don't want to go. Okay, yeah, let's have Trump be the guy that regulates. I mean, that was the fear when Obama was doing all sorts of kind of pushing all sorts of limits in terms of what drones can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember having conversations with people back when Obama was president. Like, oh, it's not really it's not really cool what Obama's doing with surveillance and drones and stuff. And people might be, oh, but it's Obama. He's 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 going after the right people. But it's like, well, what if the next president's a crazy person? Yeah. And now there's a judicial history president, of right. uh, yeah, or president yeah, of the, of it the president. It was hypocritical, but I'm still glad at the end. Rather than not doing this, he actually censured himself. Do you guys remember that? He gave a speech where he was like. I used too many drones and I should not have been allowed to. And I hope in the future, the president's drone power is more limited. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good point though. When at the the end, he just types Lucius Fox into the laptop (laughs) and it explodes. A really good way to scare yourself is go back and look at all the surveillance stuff. Obama put in place. That's still there now that Trump's in office. Right. And that's, that's the worry with stuff like this is if Obama was in office right now and he was like, all right, we're going to step in and regulate the internet to keep this Russian meddling from happening. The left would mostly be okay with it. If Trump steps in and says that the left is mostly going to not be okay with it. I think because it's a unique situation where we wouldn't believe that that's true. Like it literally can't be true. But I of course would support a re- like an extremely conservative president who I didn't believe was colluding with Russia. <laughs> right. If they said, I want to protect America from Russia. Cause again, as both Americans who are not in collusion with it, th- that person and I have yeah. a shared vested interest. <laughs> it's a crazy situation. Cause Trump is the first president ever where you're like, yeah, but he might be basically Russian. So then, what is he? He's not going to do anything for us on this front. But then that's also not really even our horrifying alternative. It's just what's going to happen is that Facebook will just operate as it has. And the elections will happen in 2018. Hopefully we'll have elections in 2020 and Russia will still have their influence in it. And I mean, it all kind of ties back to what we're talking about is these secessionist movements and things like what are happening in California never had this aspect. They never had a foreign government that has mastered social media to the point that they can influence elections. It's also so ironic that this is a statistic that bears repeating frequently Net immigration from Mexico is consistently down and down and down. Yep. Mexicans are not dying to come here like we imagine. And it's crazy that like literally one of the trademark platforms of his campaign is to build a physical wall to keep out people who 
actually only wanted to come here like 30 <laughs> years ago. Meanwhile, there's this invisible wall of danger that is just non-existent. Like it's right. going to take us another 30 years to start caring about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking horrifying. Yeah. We're fucked. Did you guys, uh, do you know, or have you spoken about, uh, a guy, Colin Wooder did a book called the 11 nations of America. We uh-uh. did it on an episode of a podcast. I won't mention Adam will just have sure. edit it out. That's the breakdown I what? most the cracked podcast. Yeah, yeah. Edit, I'll, that I'll edit that out. That's the breakdown I most agreed with. It's like an anthropologist who did a study of if you look at shared culture and values, this group of people generally are here. This group of people, and they have cool names. It's like Yankeedom, the Left Coast, El Norte, El Norte. That's kind of where Southern Cal, like basically the Southwest, like basically and parts of Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but also kind of Southern Arizona, Southern New Mexico as yeah. well. And he does like personality breakdowns of like someone from Yankeedom is like this, and they are the staunchest ally with the Left Coast. Oh wow! But they war with the Deep South for these reasons. It's very and the South is split nice. into sort of an Appalachian region, uh, Outer Appalachia, and the Deep South. Yeah. yeah, Deep South. Oh, that reminds me. On the website for the current secession, New California Movement. Yeah. This just slayed me. Their front page thing in like forty-eight point font that they're bragging about is it says. New California, we could be the new West Virginia (laughs) (laughs) because it's a state that successfully seceded. And I'm like, you're aware that is the worst state on the list, right? That is bottom of the bear. That's the one the kid in class who gets straight A's is still like, and what fucking what? West Virginia. God damn it. Like no one remembers West Virginia. (laughs) And that that I don't remember which side it was, but that only happened because one big part of the state was like, but we still like slavery. Like it's not like it had something to do with that. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like it was fueled by economic concerns. But I mean, the Civil War was just about the economy. It It actually wasn't about slavery. It was about (laughs) tariffs. That's what I was taught. I grew up in that phase. I'm glad it's gone back to textbooks now just say oh, really? yeah. it was about slavery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grew up or my schooling was during the phase where teachers did say instead there were a complex series of economic factors I mean, about states rights versus federal rights. Yeah. That's true. Both are true, but it was about slavery. Yeah. It was about the, yeah, the economic factors As were ever, slavery right. driven. And what stirs the heart and stirs people to fight bloody battles are fucking social issues, not a complex philosophical understanding of <laughs> I don't support a strongly centralized government. Yeah. I'm going to kill my brother in a field. <laughs> it's like, you know, abortion, gay marriage, shit that you're like, yeah. you have a clear stance on. Yeah. The guy who's writing dearest Melissa, <laughs> uh, how I've thought about you at Antietam is not like, yes. And yet, it's about social, it's about and economic yet the balance of power in this great experiment of Oz. <laughs> Did you see a woman tweeted yes. You saw it? I saw a woman tweet. Holy shit. I saw it too. Wow, they're letting him do it. Yeah, I know. Controversial. I agree. No, this woman tweeted a, it was a passage from a textbook that her kid was using at school, and it was talking about the Trail of Tears. And it said, oh, I think I I it, this, it yeah. said like the, the native Americans agreed to move to other lands to make room for the settlers. Dude, I just visited my friend <laughs> in South Carolina 
and we went to a public park in Charleston that used to be a plantation. And I espied a pretty statue on the horizon. And I was like, I'm going to go check out that plaque and see, cause it was like the Marlboro man. It was like yeah. a statue shining in the sun of a guy with his leg up, staring ahead into the future. And the plaque read, and I'm not, I'm paraphrasing, but I am not embellishing. It said the plantation overseer worked with the employees on the plantation. He often had a great relationship with the slaves. And when the slaves needed to be disciplined, usually it was another slave who would do the whipping. Oh, good. I was so worried. This plaque in a public park is talking to me like a guy at a party. who's like, you know, you know, there's been more white slaves historically than even black slaves. Like, what's the problem, dude? And I was like, holy shit, dude, that shit is crazy. And he's like, yeah. And you know what's crazy? They just put that in. That's like from two years ago, they put that in. Uh, I have that textbook quote. It says, and it's true. Snopes uh, gives it a thumbs up. Thank you, Snopes. When the European settlers arrived, they needed land to live on. The First Nations peoples agreed to move to different areas to make room for the new settlements. (laughs) Hence the name Trail of Smiles. (laughs) The Trail of Agreement. Actually, because they tore their their clothes a lot. It was a trail of tears. Oh, Oh, we've just been pronouncing it wrong. That makes sense. Yeah, it's just lots of weeds and and bushes and stuff. That just makes a little nip like nips and cuts in your clothes <laughs> have to knit new clothes should we do comments we have some yeah you know jesus it's a big loud world out there <laughs> that's so really loud easy to okay. feel like it's the like things you say yeah. don't even matter i want you to know that's not true mm. even if this is deafening preach that's why we call this segment your voice matters where we read your stupid fucking comments You're stupid fuck you from the past few shows and respond to them personally sorry i'll turn that down <laughs> it's it's at a normal volume on the real mix no worries all right fade it out brett i did uh, these are all comments from the episode, the craziest ways to spend your money, which was a drunken debacle Hall of fame on pops episode. According mm. to the social media, people really liked it. But we, that's mostly Russian bots. Oh uh, yeah. Did we record another episode before that? We also? did. I forget which one. And I think we were drinking for that too. Yeah. I had a beer. I think that was the one. Was that the one with, um, might've been Connor and no, I think it might've been the one with Isaac. Oh, Isaac Simpson. He wants to do another podcast with you. I I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And we drank. Yeah. Because Charles Disney showed up with beer. Everyone showed up with beer about that. Wait, wait, wait. Isaac Simpson and Charles Disney. You don't have real friends. You're making this shit up. Who else was there? Johnny Land Before Time? Get the, come the fuck off it. <laughs> I, I, Jed General Motors could not come. Yeah. He, I never, yeah, it was a late minute cancel. I never get tired of telling this story about Isaac Simpson, but the first time we had him on a podcast, he's a Trump supporter, or at least mm-hmm. he used to be. Yes, he, he and I didn't get along. <laughs> and he, the first time we had him on, someone tweeted at me and said, oh, the first black guest you've had on in months, and he's a Trump supporter. First of all, we have black guests on all the time. I have several mm-hmm. black guests. 
Thank you very much. I <laughs> yeah. grew up with a lot of black guests. Some of my family members are black Wait, guests. You grew up having guests? <laughs> like you always were hosting from yes. birth? Great. Exactly. Yeah. But also Isaac, very white. Just so white. Sure. Super duper white. Can His last name is just Simpson. So. Oh, oh. Oh, it was the name thing? Yeah, they assumed he was black. Simpson isn't uh, even Simpson. like a... I wouldn't even particularly say that's a like African-American I couldn't surname. place the ethnicity of the surname Simpson. No. Yeah. No, if someone put a gun to my head and it's like, someone's last name Simpson, what race are they? Don't know if I would say, I don't know if I I'd would say, say why, why would you <laughs> put this gun to my, it's not worth it, man. It's just a stupid it's, argument. That's how we do things yeah. here in this housing tract. More ethnicity. Read the constitution. So let's get to the comments <laughs> from that drunken episode. Sarah Lane, these are all from Patreon, by the way. Sarah Lane says, Unpops After Dark needs to be a regular podcast. That was hilarious. It should also be noted that. I did an edit of this podcast and I sent it to you and I cut something and you texted me after you published the episode and you're like, why is this bit still in it? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I cut that. I haven't gone back to check, but it's very likely that you might have put the unedited. I do think I put the unedited. I don't remember what I said. I might have said some bad things on that. I'm I'm concerned. I, I have people who, who who text me and say, "Hey, did you mean to leave that in the podcast?" So, so it's very likely that it that that's a true unpops after dark episode. It really is unpops on ed unplugged. Yeah, yeah. Tanner Fry says. You guys are spending so long on Hitler's body dimensions. What the fuck? A plus pod. You guys should drink every episode. Actually, Tanner, I stopped drinking after that episode. Mm. Wait, Michael. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the first three comments are from someone named Lane, Fry, and Bath. You don't have commenters <laughs> either. You're just making this shit up. You're on to us. <laughs> we actually script this entire thing. Yeah. We were discussing a pair of Hitler's like pants or something like that that mm -hmm. were on sale or underwear. And it said he was uh, a, like a 38 inch waist, but he was like five, six and like 160 pounds. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Those are bizarre dimensions. Yeah. But people had different body dimensions back then. But Liz Bath says got out of tape measure and 39 seems absolutely possible for Hitler. Like, 39, do, you, do you know Hitler, Liz? My waist size is 39 or 40, but I'm six foot three. It seems weird. Yeah. 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 I'm around a 39 or 40 also. And when and I I'm, watch Hitler speeches, I'm not like, well, there's a stout husky gentleman. See, that's the thing. <laughs> he looks hale and hearty. <laughs> I'm a 39 to I'm like yeah. a 38 to 40 also. And I'm yeah. significantly shorter than you. And I was like, Hitler's not as fat as me. <laughs> yeah. He was a lot of things. <laughs> right. He was <laughs> but not. don't call him overweight. He was on goddamn diet pills for like the last third of his life. Like oh, yeah, pills. for sure. Yeah. There's no way he's getting to 39. I don't yeah, know. unrealistic. Unless it, the measurements are different over there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah, it's a German 39. <laughs> 30, no. <laughs> Nick D. I bet that's not his real name. He says, Jesus, Adam, I just started listening and I don't think I can fathom how much you drank to get to that point. Kudos to you all. We get it. We drank a little on the podcast. It happens. There are some shots involved. Uh, Travis Wolf. This is the last comment. Brett wasn't here for the disaster that was the Good Wife episode. This is a podcast masterpiece compared to that one. Do I, I have to check out the Good Wife episode? I of have, I'm glad I didn't have to come here and talk about the Good Wife. That does sound really boring. The Good Wife. He, listen here, bub. All right. Possibly oh, Wolverine closet coming out. Possibly the last great network television show. It's 
so I've heard that. insanely well written. Your grandmother is right. Watch the good one. I finally watched right. it like a couple, All like right. maybe like a little over a year ago, maybe two years ago. My girlfriend was like, eh, I want to watch the good wife. And I was like, fuck you. I mean, I didn't say that. That would have been right. a crazy thing for a boyfriend to say in that situation. But I was like, whatever, I'll watch an episode. And after one episode, I was like, Let's watch all eight okay. seasons of The Good Wife. I subscribe to CBS All Access to watch The Good Fight. I was, yeah, so you're on to The Good Fight, too. Uh, is it just as good? It is The Good Wife with a predominantly black cast and a lot of swearing. Mm, I'm way into tasty. it. Tasty. Yeah, yeah. But I want to have Lauren Brenner and Miranda King back on. I, I fucked up. We got so high <laughs> recording that episode we were we smoked a really big joint right before mm-hmm. we recorded and then lauren just kept rolling huge joints mm-hmm. and passing them around the studio and jeff who doesn't drink doesn't smoke doesn't do anything is over here in the corner <laughs> just getting assaulted by smoke so he's unhappy and i was so high like i would start making a point and i'd be like talking to lauren and Jeff and Miranda would just pick up a conversation also. And the whole thing is just us having conversations over each other that Unusable don't audio. aren't related yeah. at all. And I feel bad because people are like, those are your worst guests ever. And I was like, no, they no, were the I just best. Got them really they, fucked up. Yeah. No, they got me really <laughs> fucked up. Oh, okay. And I just didn't. So we'll have them back on and it'll be better. Or maybe it'll be another train wreck. Cool. Who knows? We do those sometimes. Great. Great. That seems like a good place to end. Woo. We should wrap this up. What do we have to plug? You can go to patreon.com slash unpops and get a bunch of extra episodes of the shows that I host with a bunch of great people. I have conspiracy podcasts. I got true crime podcasts. I got international politics podcasts. I got all the podcasts you need. Every single goddamn podcast. I got it all. The exact same thing is true of me, but... Patreon.com slash small beans. See how that works? There's bonus shit on there. Support us both. We also have every goddamn podcast. <laughs> we got so many podcasts between us. <sighs> what else do we got to plug? Unpops.com for notes from all the shows. Uh, call our voicemail line, 505-386-7677 or 505-3-UNPOPS. You know what I do? Hear it now. Our voices are kind of similar. <laughs> Sometimes. In the right light. I guess you're right. I never heard it before. I'm here to shake up some cages. We both kind of sound like Batman. I'm Batman. (laughs) Uh, And also, I'm doing a really quick tour in May because I forgot I have to move that month also. But me and Chet Wild are uh, May 16th. We'll be in Chicago. May 18th. We'll be in mm, Dyersville, Iowa. There, I finally pulled it out. And May 20th, we'll be in Kansas City. And then we're going to fill in some dates in between there. And tickets will be on sale soon. Swain. What do you have to plug? Besides? Oh, I already did. We, we did just it did already. That. We I did fucking steamrolled really right, right into now. your plug section. It's a good wife episode all over again. <laughs> Brett, do you have anything? No, I'm all right. Thanks. Follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Brett Raider. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Swame, say goodbye. Goodbye, Swame. Brett, good night, Gracie. Say goodbye. There are dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh.